Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another episode of the 3304 Sports Podcast. I'm Colby Burson, joined alongside by Tyler Katz, as we're going to be giving you a little bit of a preview here this week of the Virginia Tech versus Pitt football game that's going to be happening this Saturday at 3.30 up in Pennsylvania. Uh, of course, Tyler, you're going to be uh, there giving uh, 3304 Sports uh, the broadcast, I do believe. Uh, how, how's the preparation been going for that? Uh, how have you been doing the past couple of days? Oh, it's been going all right so far. I still uh, need to finish up a few notes uh, and get some of my prep cards and printed up at Newman Library today and all that. Uh, but, you know, it's it's been going all right. It's interesting when you have this dynamic of a team in Virginia Tech who is coming off that blowout loss to North Carolina and has been struggling so far this season. And then a team in Pitt who was that juggernaut in the Coastal and probably still is, but it's always fun when you're looking at a team coming off of a huge upset loss Mm -hmm. uh, and how they respond to that. No, it's definitely interesting. And, uh, you know, I, I think the best thing is, is from a broadcaster standpoint, you've been able to do this a lot now um, uh, for, you know, 3 4 with BG football. Uh, I, I do want to definitely ask you for a game like this, one where not only the spread, which we'll get into, is very um, large uh, in favor of one side, uh, but then on top of that, with kind of what these both these teams have been going through as a broadcaster, what what do you like try to hone in on? Uh, how do you try to get a positive spin for either side? Yeah, I think it's it's different for both sides, and especially with this game, it's going to be the storyline for Pitt is how do they respond to an embarrassing loss at home to Georgia Tech the week prior, and that's going to be the story for Pitt is just what do they look like coming off of that loss? And of course they have a bye week after they play the Hokies. Um, And so what does Pitt's future look like, especially going into a bye? And what could be a much needed bye if Pitt lets Virginia Tech slip by? And for Virginia Tech, I think the storyline here is more so there have been lessons learned from West Virginia and North Carolina, 10 points scored in both. And this is a pit defense, not statistically as low as North Carolina was, but it's a pit defense that has been really struggling this year. So it's more so can the offense take another stab at a struggling defense and actually put some more points on the scoreboard? I mean, this is a pit team that is, dominated Virginia Tech the last couple of years so Mm -hmm. with the offense that we've seen this year is it going to be the same situation and of course as much as you just take a look at the two programs Virginia Tech versus Pitt there's a much more historical greatness I should say with Virginia Tech but you know Mm -hmm. this season the roles are reversed it's it's Pitt who's the heavy favorite and Virginia Tech, who's trying to build itself back into the rebuild. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's more so the interesting dynamic is how Pitt responds from the loss to Georgia Tech. And if Virginia Tech can just recover and put more than 10 points on the scoreboard against a Power 5 team. 
And that's certainly what we'll be looking at here. And we'll start off with the away side here with the Virginia Tech Hokies. It's a side that has been struggling to kind of find an identity uh, with this season, though you can hardly call it fully fault of its own as it is in its uh, first year under head coach Brent Pry. Uh, you know, he hasn't really been able to uh, get in his own recruits yet or um, uh, kind of do any of, you know, these uh, individual things that he'd like to be able to do. Uh, this is a side that, as you've mentioned, has lost his last two games, only scoring 10 points against power five opponents with North Carolina and West Virginia, West Virginia being at home. Um, so with all that in mind, uh, going into this game, uh, first thing I do want to ask, uh, a little bit of a positive note for this side, is that as the season's been going on, uh, star running back from the last half of last season, Malachi Thomas, has been getting healthier and healthier. Uh, have you heard, is it expected that Malachi is going to be able to uh, get some reps on the field this week? I, I have not been keeping track of that, like, day by day to be completely honest the last mm -hmm. I saw was still questionable which is still the same status that he had uh, for the North Carolina game and of course he didn't see the field there um, if I had to guess and this is pure speculation sure. is that they want to wait until there can be a game at lane with their facilities so I would anticipate the Miami game Absolutely. I could definitely see that. Uh, but also, obviously, Keyshawn King has been shining in his place. Uh, obviously, you're going to be able to would like to see what he'd be able to do in this game. But more importantly, to look at this angle for the Hokies, uh, this is an offense that has been struggling. So when you are kind of taking a gander at that Georgia Tech game last week uh, where Pitt was upset uh, from a team that had just lost its head coach, um, what what um, if you're Brent Pryor, Tyler Bowen, do you take away from that game uh, to be able to try to replicate the same success the Yellow Jackets found on offense? Well, you see, I, I, I watched the ending of that game and Pitt really went on a tear in that fourth quarter mm -hmm. and ended up, you know, getting pretty close. I think it was a five point loss, if I remember off the top yep. of my head. And so, I mean, Pitt really turned on the Jets and I don't want to say it was a a case of playing down to the competition but that's certainly what it could have been I mean this is a pit team that is a lot better than they played last week and Pat Narduzzi knows that he's gonna go into the locker room and he's not gonna say oh well we played a really good fourth quarter let's get him next week they're gonna come out playing hard football and if Virginia Tech finds itself struggling in that first half and down by a touchdown or more heading into the halftime break. I mean, from what we've seen this season with how Virginia tech has played, it, it might be over if it's just a touchdown lead at the half of the Panthers. Yeah, certainly been struggling on that end, uh, but then the defensive end as well. Uh, Georgia Tech, of course, as you were uh, saying, was able to limit Pitt in that five-point win, 26-21. Um, and this is a Pitt team that has been able to put up more points against, uh, you know, highly ranked sides like Tennessee or a team that beat Virginia Tech uh, in West Virginia. So uh, are, are, are there any key defensive pieces that the Hokies are going to have to be able to utilize to find similar success? Well, I mean, let's let's take a look at the 
last five games for Pitt. I mean, they've scored 38 against West Virginia, 27 mm-hmm. against Tennessee, 34 against Western Michigan, 45 against Rhode Island, and then 21 against Georgia Tech. And this is a Virginia Tech defense whose run defense has been fine. And it was the passing defense in some regard as well. But then last week, Drake May solved the puzzle and was just able to find whatever target he could. Uh, This is going to be a very balanced pit attack. The the question is, is Israel Abanacanda going to play for Pitt? I know he was questionable as well. And then Keaton Slovis, the USC transfer in at quarterback, has been a good replacement for Kenny Pickett so far uh, after that NFL draft. So they have a running attack if Abanacanda can play, and they have a passing attack with an experienced USC transfer quarterback. Yeah, so it's certainly going to be able to be hard to uh, play against that for Virginia Tech. We'll see what they'll be able to do. But looking a little bit more at the home side, as, as, as we mentioned a couple times now, uh, this is a home side that has, uh, you know, struggled at the very least against a team that they aren't expected to. So coming into this game, uh, do you have an idea of what the uh, feeling in the air is going to be for uh, Pitt trying to rebound off that loss? I mean, the, the simple message to your team is rebound and recover. They only had uh, the Panthers only had one loss last season, and that was at home to Western Michigan. And then won out until their eventual Peach Bowl loss to Michigan. So they're a team that knows they are a team that know how to recover and rebound from losses. And Western Michigan was an ugly loss last season when that happened. Georgia Tech is an ugly loss this season. So I mean, I, I don't. I think it was a fluke on Georgia Tech coming into Acrisure State being able to upset the Panthers. Now, I could be wrong, and it could be a sign of facing ACC competition is a little bit tougher than the, for the Panthers than we initially thought. And Virginia Tech could come in there and put up a game and beat Pitt on their home turf. But like I said, this is a Pitt team that knows how to rebound from losses. There's not too much worry in that locker room right now. And it, it should be a good showing for the Panthers on Saturday. And, of course, the Panthers have a very, very balanced attack. Um, but if, uh, if um, Bonaconda isn't able to play, do you think that they're going to look more to the air with Keaton Slovis? Or do you think that they're going to still try to lead a balanced game and just let Vincent Davis get kind of, uh, kind of make up for the touches that Bonaconda would not be uh, handed? Yeah, I think it'll be a bit more of a passing attack. But yeah, you look at, at Davis's numbers, uh, an average well, 38 carries for 228 yards, a touchdown and 45 yards per game. That's all while backing up of Anaconda, who has been by far and away one of the best, or I would say the best running back in the ACC so far this season. So I I think that he's a really good option to go to. He's been striving under Avanaconda. 
averages six yards per carry. You still have a decent option with Davis, but I do think you can look more towards that air raid style offense, especially with how Virginia Tech's defense showed out against North Carolina last week, where, like I said, Drake May was able to carve up that secondary for Virginia Tech. And if Pat Narduzzi and the Pitt Panthers think they can do the same, then by all means, that's the route they're going to go. So with that in mind, looking at a little bit of an overview between these two sides, um, well, who is the key player that each fan base should be uh, looking out for to be able to uh, give themselves a good chance of being able to win this weekend? Well, I'll, I'll start with Pitt, and I'm going to go with Keaton Slovis. He's had a pretty good season so far. He's three passing yards shy of 1,000 five touchdowns with two interceptions and maybe hasn't had that Kenny Pickett type stat line. You know, he's not competing for a Heisman, but he's still been a really good quarterback for the Panthers so far. And it's really tough to come into a team as a transfer and start producing, especially when you're going from the West coast at USC to Pitt. Uh, So Keaton Slovis, especially if they do go with the air raid offense, is going to be my player to watch. Um, On the other side for Virginia Tech, it's got to be the running game. Can you run the ball and find holes? And that's going to be whether Malachi Thomas is back in and plays if Brent Pry and his staff want Malachi Thomas to come back into the game or whether Keyshawn King and Jalen Holston have to continue to hold down the fort. Uh, I think it's going to be a run-heavy game plan for Virginia Tech just based off how many drop passes, overthrows, and underthrows were during the North Carolina game. So it's just whoever's RB1, whether that's Keyshawn King, Malachi Thomas, or even Jalen Holston, I think you got to look at the the rushing attack for Virginia Tech. And with that in mind, I think we are left here with uh, looking at how we think the game will turn out, how we think the final score is going to be able to come about. So do you think that Virginia Tech is going to be able to bounce back off the two-game losing streak that it has had, or do you think that Pitt is going to be able to bounce back off of the Georgia Tech loss? How do you think this game is going to go? Well, I look at it as – which team is going to be playing with more to play for? You know, Virginia Tech is coming off of two bad losses. They're not coming out of the locker room saying, oh, let's avenge that North Carolina loss because they were saying that in the locker room in Chapel Hill, so let's avenge the West Virginia loss. And Virginia Tech got the doors blown off. Meanwhile, this is a pit team that was favored against Georgia Tech they had everything in their corner and yet couldn't produce at the end of the day. I think this is a hit team that's going to come out of the locker room playing angry, wanting to get revenge from that loss to Georgia Tech. And as much as I think the fan bases of both Pitt and Virginia Tech want to see a good game, I don't know if we're going to get that. Yeah, uh, I am certainly in agreement with you there. Um, Ultimately, when I'm looking at this game, um, 
And you may and you may or may not agree with me, but I ultimately think that UNC is a team that's been a little bit underrated uh, from ACC the ACC fan base. Um, Drake May has put on a stellar season so far, uh, and though I would not put the Pitt offense quite where I put UNC's right now, Pitt's offense is certainly capable. I mean, we saw it last season. And even this season, it has been able to find a success, even with uh, losing Kenny Pickett and Jordan Addison. So to say that Virginia Tech's going to have a different outcome than the last two games, I would personally say would be surprising. Um, it's not that it's impossible, particularly if Virginia Tech's able to find success on the ground and run out time. Um, but ultimately, I feel like it's going to relatively be the same story, unfortunately, for the Hokies. Um, coming out of pit and coming back home to play Miami in which UNC Miami, what a game they'll be able to watch this week. But yeah, I mean, I'm like going into a bit of the ACC. I mean, all eyes are really going to be on that UNC Miami game, but also mm-hmm. the one that I think I'm more looking forward to has got to be that NC state Florida state game. Oh, certainly. Yeah, definitely a lot of good games in the ACC that are going to be going down this weekend. Um, yeah, it should be fun. I'm excited to to be able to go up the pit to watch one of them play out. Yeah, with that being said, I hope you have safe travels, and I want to thank you for joining me here, Tyler. It's been a pleasure having you on, as always. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the 304 Sports Podcast. A little bit of a preview here, that BT Pit game. We also have some more podcasts that are going to be dropping here pretty soon. May be all dropping at the same time. We got some football uh, Q&A to be discussing. And on top of that, of course, we have the Pick'em episode to go over. Lost a little bit of ground in that. Uh, barely holding on to my lead. Got to get that back up. So with that being said, hope you all listened into those. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. and. And with everything in mind, I hope you all have a great rest of your day and enjoy the game this Saturday.